0: a door opening. Which kind of door? I don't know. A red one.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Hello, this is the Macabre Podcast Universe. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Micah, and we host this podcast. and We I'm,
0: exist to prove people wrong when they say they've never, never been read in the, the originals. originals.
1: And uh, right now, we're in catch-up mode. We're catching up with all of the movies that we didn't see in theaters, and um, and I think I've actually misinformed on previous episodes because um we were able to go see Marvels. So two weeks ago we did Marvels, then we did Songbird 2 Hunger Snakes Games
0: and Songbirds. And now it's
1: insidious. And then next week is the Flash. Mm. So um we've already recorded our Flash episode. Funny enough. Wow. Um and boy, what a doozy we have for you next week. I could I could tell you with surety Oh, you are in for quite the treat. And, uh, yeah. We're not talking about that. No, we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about that a lot next week. We're revisiting
0: a, I would call, beloved series for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's, um, you know, we set the table again. The first time I saw the Insidious movies was uh, when we covered them on this podcast. And I always thought that they, I didn't know anything about them. And I thought that they were like, this was kind of right at the tipping point of me getting into horror. Mm-hmm. I think this series was a big, like, oh, okay moment for me. And um, I thought that they were, like, really, really graphic and intense and really, really scary. Can you find
0: out purposefully? Yeah. Not. Well, the yeah. first one. I yeah. mean, there, none of them are in that way, but.
1: Yeah, he, he James Wan wanted to prove that he wasn't the Saw torture porn guy. Yeah. He wanted to say, you know, I can do all kinds of horror. Yeah. And, uh, so they go along, they do one, two, three, four. And if you don't remember three, uh, I think it's a prequel. Yeah. Right? Or maybe the fourth one. No, is. no, no.
0: The fourth one's a prequel. Well, I don't remember where the third one lies but on the, the timeline, but. Well, the third and the
1: fourth movie are, no, they're both before because they both have, uh, Lynch in them. Yeah. 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 Um, but they, they're kind of like the adventures of um, Speck and whatever the other guy's name is. The, mm-hmm. the two ghost adventure guys and Lynn Shea. Um, so that's kind of what they did there. Specks and Tucker. Specs and Tucker. But this movie kind of all of a sudden they, they're like, wow, Insidious The Last Key also did well. Let's put another one into production. And they're like, let's go Insidious 5. And they start working on it. And they're confirming the cast and stuff. Well, actually, before that, they say, Patrick Wilson is going to direct this movie. Orm himself.
0: Orm himself. They got him.
1: (laughs) They got Orm, who uh, believed he was the rightful heir to the throne of Atlantis, but was not, in fact, as we learned. (laughs) Um, So they got him. and, And I was like... That's so interesting. He must, because this guy He guy's must been, have
0: an interesting take.
1: It wasn't even so much that. I was like, this guy must really love Insidious, because-
0: He hasn't even directed a Conjuring movie. That like, He can't, he can't even get out of that franchise. Yeah.
1: I mean, the guy loves working with uh, James Wan, and he's in most of his movies. Yeah. Um, it seems like an oversight that he wasn't in uh, Furious 7, but I'm actually glad for him that he didn't have to yeah, deal yeah, with yeah. that. Um, but it's it's a little... It, it's just always interesting when someone's been an actor for so long, like, oh, they're, they want to make the transition to directing. Like, what was the thing that was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to direct now. Mm-hmm. And it's the fifth movie in a horror I know. franchise? Yeah. So I was really excited about that alone because I was like, they got to have something great mm-hmm. for this. Um,
0: and I, and leading up to this movie yeah. coming out. So obviously we didn't see it. You know it was, this is a catch up. So we didn't see it in theaters when it came out because of baby. Right. But I remember seeing some fun press uh, for this movie where I'm assuming this is LA where they had a big, Oh yeah. Like on the street, like you walk by a billboard of the red door and yeah. there is a red door uh-huh. And you walk by it and I think people hear noises coming from behind it.
1: And, and you would open it.
0: And you would yeah. open it and you'd be jumps you'd be scared yeah. by by lipstick. Do you I or think just- it was
1: lipstick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Love I love um uh, marketing like that.
1: Yeah, gorilla. Yeah. It's like the smile thing. Do you even know about the smile yeah, thing? Yeah,
0: baseball games.
1: Yeah. So if, so for the listener, if they didn't know, but for the movie Smile last year, they hired people to go to professional baseball games. And they'd put them at the seat behind home plate and they would smile the entire game and not look like, like they just look at the camera and they wouldn't, they would not do anything else. And there wasn't even like a brought to you by smile movie. It was just like all these, you know, I think there's a few people that were kind of like, why are there all these, you know, like this weird person smiling the whole game? Yeah. Um, Which I feel like is cooler than that movie's even possible to be cool, you know? Um.
0: So yeah, that that was yeah. like cool, love love seeing stuff like yeah. that. and uh, then we
1: saw a trailer. I don't remember before what, but I was like, oh baby, I am pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And and it was coming out, uh, what what date? Oh, it came out July seventh. So the chances of us seeing it were pretty low since the due date was July second. But I was kind of like, oh maybe we'll be able to sneak and, then we had and see the it the
0: baby a week early.
1: Yeah. And I thought, like, maybe we'll even see it. We won't record. Yeah. But we'll have seen it in theaters. Yeah. But then, like, like do you have it on IMDb right now? Yeah. Can you just tell me what the both scores are?
0: So the IMDb out of 10 stars, 5.5. Yeah. 5, and then the meta score is 45.
1: Yeah. So I have noticed, for the most part, if a movie is below a six, I tend to think it's pretty bad.
0: The first Insidious movie is 6.8. Okay. And 52.
1: Okay. And then sometimes meta score you just take with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. It is actually probably what I base more of my opinion mm-hmm. on. Um, but that's
0: the critic score.
1: Yeah. Uh, but sometimes when it's low, I can still enjoy it. It's when you start getting into the 30s. That's when you know you're going to watch a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But then that happens and I see some critics that I like give it a a couple of low ratings. And then one of our friends tells us, you know, I saw this movie this summer and it was such a huge disappointment. I was really excited for it and it was Insidious the Red Door. And then you had a friend that told you the same thing.
0: That it was pretty disappointing.
1: And then we were just trying to ride the wave of, you know, watching a movie on streaming and not renting it. And so we're sitting there and we're kind of putting off this recording because I was like, uh, yeah, I was hoping that we could rent it or get it from Redbox or something like that for really cheap, but it's like four or six bucks on, on uh, YouTube, which isn't actually that much. We were about to see it in theaters, you know what I mean? But then all of a sudden I get a notification on Saturday morning and it says uh, Insidious the Red Door is on Netflix. And I'm like, Jordan, we're watching it tonight. We're recording tomorrow. This is absolutely perfect. And we had wanted to record earlier this week, but we didn't have time.
0: Yeah, so it worked out. And it absolutely worked out. It was pretty... Yeah, I, I think hearing from a couple of people that they didn't like it was actually probably something that worked in our favor, because I think it lowered our expectations. Because I think yeah. we generally were kind of getting the sense of like, okay, it didn't do very well. Okay, it's not... It seems to not be as good as the first two or something.
1: Well, and I'll caveat, it didn't do very well critically. Yeah, and uh, but the audience scores were not bad. Yeah, Uh although I, you know I don't really trust those, but um but people generally walked out of the theater and liked it. But we and weren't then quite. It just the felt box very office was great.
0: Middle of the road, yeah, in terms of quality. Yeah. And so, so then like, to they, hear they that they bring out,
1: you know, started, Patrick Wilson. I'm yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So so
0: then we hear that a couple people didn't like it, and it's like really lowered our expectations in a good way. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, but all of this to say I'm I'm. You know, when we're getting ready to watch it, I'm I'm basically like, I hope that we can be the kind of people that get it. You know, like we see the the red door and we're like, we're all about opening the door. You know, we don't want to close the door as everybody is apt to do. We want to open the door. Um, But I know that it's like an uphill battle. And I'm like, I'm trying to basically lie to myself that, no, no, you're going to like this movie. And... Guess what? This movie rocks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really like this movie. I love this movie. I said that. After it's uh, it's
1: it. pretty cool. There there are some things to discuss,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, and you know maybe some of it is the hype being brought down. But I do think that this movie is easily better than three and easily better than four. Mm-hmm. Easily, uh, and I like three pretty well. I I didn't love three. Four. Was
0: okay. Four was th- for the um the demon monster thing was cool. so freaking awesome.
1: Yeah. Keys for fingers. I'm into that.
0: Yeah. So that made up for pretty much the whole movie.
1: Yeah. But that one had like kind of a weak story and mm-hmm. three was three was fine. I mean, it's Lee Winnell's directorial debut, mm-hmm. so I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. And there was still enough. I think
0: that I feel like my memory, that one's like grosser.
1: Yeah, it, it was, it was a little grosser and there was like sparks of like, oh, that's what he's going to do yeah. in his next couple movies. Yeah. Like, So that it had that angle to it. Yeah. But uh, it was not nearly as good as one and two. No. And and this movie is not as good as one and two. No. It's truly not. But I do think it's a really nice, like, epilogue to the Mm -hmm. Lambert family. Mm -hmm. And it took, I think, because you and I hadn't really, we'd only seen the trailer like once. I hadn't really engaged with like what the movie was about. So as it was unfolding, I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Mm hmm. So, uh, yeah, I like this movie mm-hmm. a lot, and and I think if you, I, I do think if you're a fan of one and two, there's at least something to enjoy mm-hmm. in this movie. Yep. But let's talk about who made it. Um, besides, of course, Patrick Wilson, we have on the screenplay Scott Teams, who is the writer of Halloween Kills, and he did the story for Exorcist Believer. So, so he controversial
0: guy's in hot water. Yeah. Period.
1: Uh, we have not the seen Exorcist. Believer yet? Uh, I'm still looking forward to it. But people I,
0: seem personally offended by what David Gordon Green is by by David Gordon Green's work at this point. Yes, that's that's how it feels.
1: Yes, um, and I,
0: I get and, and one like Micah said, we haven't seen it, but we did like the Halloween movies. We love and we Halloween particularly movies. liked Halloween we ends with people particularly hate it. Yeah. We'll <laughs> always be Team Corey. So I, it's looking good for us on Exorcist. But I, I do understand people being up in arms and like really pissed because one of the greatest horror movies of all yeah. time. It's just, same with Halloween.
1: Well, and, and I, I feel like the impression I got was, you know, I was seeing people with Exorcist Believer basically saying, I didn't love Halloween in Like a lot of the people I was seeing about it, mm-hmm. they're like, I didn't love Halloween Ends, but I kind of get it. And mm-hmm. they're like, and I get what this movie's trying to do. I'm telling you, this one is bad. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's not really up for debate. This is like just yeah, a poorly. I basically have made seen that movie. too,
0: and yeah, I. I'm still like pretty I'm excited about of it. Kind holding out but... hope for it, just in terms of like they they're giving this guy kings the keys to the kingdom because he yeah. obviously has interesting, fresh, new takes yeah on these classics. So I'm willing to give him a chance. I wouldn't even consider it giving him a chance because I like the other ones. So yeah, yeah.
1: But I I do think. That because they they had announced a trilogy. Yeah, I do not think he will be directing anymore. Yeah, I think there's enough backlash, en- enough hate, and the box office was not great. Yeah, um, especially because it it was like 200 million dollars to acquire the rights to Exorcist. Jeez, which a lot of people are like, none of the sequels have ever done well. So why did you spend that much money? That
0: is a bad investment.
1: Yeah, so I I, I don't think they're gonna be, hmm. I don't think they're gonna be doing that. But anyway, I'm excited to watch it um yeah so that that's scott teams <laughs> the cinematographer is autumn eakin and um she did last year's the invitation that vampire movie okay um it looks so bad yeah and she's done a lot of tv no okay. but nothing i recognized uh the music we have returning the lipstick demon himself joseph Bashara. uh this movie came out july 7th 2023 it had a 16 million dollar budget and domestically, it made eighty-two million dollars, which is only one million shy of *Insidious* two, which is the mm. highest grossing. And then it made one hot one hundred eighty-six worldwide. One hot. It made one hundred eighty-six worldwide, so it becomes the highest-grossing *Insidious* movie. Nice. So, um, I do not think there's any chance of this series slowing down anytime soon. I'm sure they're going to figure out *Insidious* six yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point. Um, and I say more power to them. Yeah. Um yeah. I I think I think I think the it'll be interesting to see if they decide to do anything with Lynn Shay cuz I think they've kind of done all that they can do with that. Mm-hmm. But you still she got looks Specs great, and Tucker.
0: Doesn't she? She does. Lynn yeah. does not age.
1: No, no, no. She does not. Um so very Oh, and the story is by um Scott Teams and Lee Winnell mm-hmm. is on the story for this movie too. So, um Jason Blum was interested in doing a sinister and insidious crossover, um, but they didn't do that.
0: That's interesting.
1: Um, and then, I there's really nothing about this, uh, so I'm just going to tell you about a weird Wikipedia error that I discovered. Okay. It said that um, PPD was one of the stars of this movie, and I was like, PPD, what is that? And I clicked on it, and it's this guy named Peter Dager? Dager? And he's a gamer. And he's one of the stars in this movie. And I was trying to figure out who he was. And I found out it was the the, ki- the kid at the frat house.
0: Mm-hmm. Nick the Dick.
1: Yeah. But um, it's just wrong. They both have the same name, but they're not the same person.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so uh, it was just sort of funny because I'm looking at the Wikipedia picture of PPD, the gamer. And then I'm looking at the picture of the guy who's in the movie and I'm like, I, I can't be crazy these guys look so dissimilar it's insane and i'm like am i going crazy out of my mind and i'm like googling pictures of both <laughs> and comparing them um and yeah so the, someone who set up the wikipedia there really messed up and now that's more proof that i do check everything yeah well i check most things anyway
0: this isn't related to this movie in general but my, i told micah earlier and i was like what can the man not do um I was looking up stuff about the first Insidious movie, yeah, by accident. Um, and but I can you s-
1: explain that for the the listener?
0: Well, I think I've ex- well, yeah. Basically, now that I have now that we have a baby, uh-huh. and I have to feed her in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I don't want to just endlessly scroll on Facebook. Yeah. So I've been starting. I I just look through. I just look, read about the movie that I watched the day before.
1: Right. <laughs> so. Oh, I got to add Duel to the baby list. Keep um, talking.
0: So I I thought I was looking up stuff about this movie, but I was actually on the first movie by accident. <laughs> Whatever, it's so boring. So what I found though that was crazy was for Insidious. James Wan had this idea, working with the composer of like he he was explaining making the music really intense. The violins are going crazy. Every the and the energy gets so frenetic, so uh, anxious. Uh As a character is maybe leading up to something, you're anticipating something's going to happen, and then the music goes quiet. And then you're thinking, whoa, what's going to happen? What's going on? And then a jump scare happens. Now, I've just described a trope in every horror movie. Yeah, but he made that up. But I guess it's an idea that he had, and now everyone's doing it.
1: That's so nuts. Crazy. I mean, the man is... uh, I feel
0: like that had to have been a thing before, but I guess maybe not. Well, is. I yeah, I guess not or not as much or I don't know.
1: Um no I don't I don't think the silence thing was utilized yet. I mean there's like building and building and music but maybe it would just cut as it happened but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like god yeah. you know or whatever Cuz n-
0: now you know any anyone who's a practice horror movie watcher you you can get the jump scare. You you won't be scared most likely anymore mm-hmm. because that's happening. And all you got to do is take one deep breath. It'll the jump scare happens and yeah. you carry on.
1: I wish I'd known that before watching Insidious because yeah. I think the movie has it in in it a lot. And and we're so ingrained to think that that's a trope. Yeah. That like when I'm watching that movie, it's kind of like, okay, you didn't have to lean on this trope so hard. <laughs> not realizing it's like breaking new ground. I guess so, but it's, yeah, we, we were talking today about how James Wan is potentially like one of, I mean, certainly within this millennia or century, he is one of the most influential directors mm-hmm. to, to live in this century. I think maybe of all time, you he, would have to list him uh, because you have Saw which that alone would put you on the list of most influential directors. And then you have Insidious, which is pretty influential. You have Conjuring, um, Aquaman to a lesser extent. Uh, we'll see how the second movie does, and that would maybe solidify that.
0: He made a great Fast and Furious movie.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nuts. And like, not only
0: did he make a great one, he had to figure out the Paul Walker of it all.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's funny because I, I feel like people don't think of him as like one of our great auteur directors. Yeah. But he does seem to bring his own vision to every project he works in. Yeah. And it's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and on, on that note, I will mention, and this, this loops back to, like, very old podcast talk. Jordan and I watched the first Saw movie this summer. And we have now seen Saw. Saw. Yep. Now, we still retain that we will never cover that series. I don't want to watch anything else beyond Saw. But we watched the first one, and I kind of liked the movie. And then we got to the end, and there's that twist. And I was like, okay, that's an undeniable twist. That it's, it's, is a it's great hard twist. hard when the twist
0: happens. And, and it's like they know it, too, because the music just goes yeah. nuts when the twist happens. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> How do you not have that reaction? I know. It's so cool, and it's so earned. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a great twist. And and if the movies did not have the reputation that they did, I would absolutely want to see the second one. Because yeah. it's like, what do you do after that? Yeah. You know, Um, and I would be maybe able to be convinced to watch the second one, but yeah. n- probably no further than that. Yeah. um, Because I think Lee Winnell's still pretty involved in the story oh. of the second one. okay. Um, maybe the first three he wrote. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I, you know, but I, I don't, even this one, I've heard so many people who are like, oh, but this movie is actually not that grotesque. And I'm watching Saw 1 and I'm like, it's pretty intense. A guy runs through razor wire. Like the budget keeps it from being too graphic. But I still felt like it's pretty graphic. I know.
0: I thought before we watched it, because I've seen a few of them random ones here and there. And every time it makes my stomach hurt, and I just want to throw up, and I'm mad that I watched it. And but seeing the first one, I just thought, oh, there's no way that c- it's like I bet it's actually not that gory, and they've right, just gotten right, right. out of control. Man, that's still pretty gory. Yeah. Anyway, getting into a few actors. Yeah. Um, Sinclair Daniel plays Chris Winslow, um, his friend slash roommate at the beginning. Um, she is in the other black girl, Madame Secretary. And that's kind of it. I mean some other stuff, but very small. Okay. Um, we got Haya Abbas in this movie. Yeah. Hello. I don't think we've covered her before. No, but, no, no, Um, she's in succession. Duh. Um, she's also in Munich. Um, I guess she's in Blade Runner 2049. Don't remember. Oh, okay. But that okay. was that would be before succession. So yeah. um also in The Visitor and Inheritance. She's great. I love her. Where is she from? She's uh she was born in Nazareth. Really? Yeah. Where is to Nazareth? a Muslim Arab family? Israel.
1: That is in Israel? Okay. Yeah. Um Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of my bible here and I'm getting confused. Anyway, go ahead.
0: That's it for her. <laughs> <laughs> um and then PPD you said? Yeah. Um but Peter Dager? Yeah, yeah. Um he is in criminal mastermind, but
1: okay. Don't make me edit here, Jordan. Wow. people can't see your 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 you invited
0: Charlie, and
1: I got the impression like this is what he's done this is
0: basically yeah,
1: it. Yeah. yeah, um, we do have returning Ty Simpkins, which was mm-hmm. crazy, yeah, and also he grew up the other son,
0: yeah, Andrew Astor. I saw that. Um, His last name's Aster? Not that Aster. (laughs) A different spelling. Um, That, aside from being in a short, I think this is all he's done. I guess I have him right here. Man, that's crazy. Okay, this is not the only thing he's done, but I got the impression that he doesn't really act. Yeah. Yeah, that is true based on what I'm looking at. He doesn't even have upcoming.
1: It was just, it it was so cool because um, it's a rare thing, you know, um, especially with kids, it's like you watch uh, Boyhood, and and maybe that's kind of it. Because otherwise, they're going to recast kids. Um, and I, you know, I haven't seen Ty Simpkins in anything since Iron Man three or Jurassic World, Jurassic yeah. World. Um, and so it's kind of like it's been a few years. He's gone through puberty. He's an adult now. Is he going to be any good at acting? I know.
0: Oh, he was in the whale. That's right. Okay. I just remember reading about that.
1: Um, and I, uh, yeah, he was good in this. He yeah. good. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I, you, probably cause you, you.
0: Oh yeah. I remember an end game when they're at Tony's <laughs> yeah. thing and, and like, it's panning over all the people. And you're like, who's that? And I think after guy? the movie was over, I was like, so who's that random extra?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you
0: were like, that's the kid. That was crazy.
1: And I think I only knew that after like looking it up later or like, something. Like who
0: was everyone yeah. on the, yeah.
1: Um, But there's a funny thing about the whale that, uh, you know, they only release like that one promotional image from that movie.
0: That's the poster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and there's just, I guess I can't really express it, but when I was more active on Twitter, people would just discuss that a lot, that it's like, they just released one damn image for this movie and that's it. Like, like
0: maybe they should have pushed it a little bit more.
1: uh, Well, just kind of funny, I guess. And, and, um. I can't remember this is a bad I shouldn't have brought this up but I just remember there was something where someone was making a joke because they had this is what it was if I remember right killers of the flower moon for a long time just had that image of them sitting at the table do you remember that yes and that's all that was released from that and it's like is this movie just them sitting at the table yeah it'd be funny for three and and a half hours that if that shot wasn't even in the movie you know stuff like that and um I think someone said something about that shot and how it's the one shot for the movie. And A24 responded to that tweet with a picture of the whale. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So is that everybody? Yeah. Okay. I I did want to hit this because this maybe speaks to why potentially why people didn't like this movie as much. So this is Megan Navarro, who's a writer for Bloody Disgusting. Mm Mm-hmm and she felt that the film gave a satisfying closure to the series she explained quote those hoping to learn more about the lipstick demon and the darkest corners of the further may come away disappointed the red door isn't interested in the mythology but instead in examining how its ghosts fractured the family and whether their enduring love can make them whole again wilson reminds audiences why they fell for the lambert family in the first place with a sentimental sequel that tenderly bids them farewell while it doesn't give a sense of finality to the further or its ghostly inhabitants, it does offer poignant closure to the protagonist that started it all.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: So I wonder that's if- That's a good s- summation. That was something with people.
0: Oh, I think so, for sure. They, yeah. Yeah, which is probably my biggest issue.
1: Yeah. Yes, 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 yes,
0: So the movie begins.
1: Okay. we see We see footage from two where they're being hypnotized to forget- um
0: uh uh Ty Simpkins or and Patrick Wilson Dalton. Dalton and Josh. Yes. Um being hypnotized to repress the memories of the events of the first and second movies. Yes. So that they can forget the further and no longer astral project. Right. Basically to protect everybody. Right. And everyone's agreed, like family, that they will never speak of it again. Yeah. Then we cut to nine years later.
1: And we have a really cool shot, and already I'm like, uh oh, I think I might like this already know, because yeah. this shot is like, it's it's just this crazy like 360 from the sky to the or like 180 to, to the ground, and then it's upside down and stuff. And you're seeing yeah the gravestone of Josh's mother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're at the family, uh, or I mean they're at the funeral, and it's like ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you know, and all that stuff, and then they're leaving. And you find out that...
0: I Oh, I saw this. I heard this okay. thing. Okay, this is so specific and okay, stupid. You're going to be like, no, we didn't. But um, Ty Simpkins, Dalton, is reading the the verse, mm-hmm, the, the passage mm-hmm. from the Bible. Um, and then when he's done, someone else starts speaking, presumably the, the priest. Yeah. And it's a woman's voice. And I'm like, damn, that voice kind of sounds familiar. But I couldn't place it. And I'm like, oh, okay. we'll probably see okay. the... I, and I recognized it enough that I was like, oh, we'll probably see the person in a second. And I'll be like, oh, it's that person. Well, we never do. And then when I was looking at this movie, I saw that um, Patrick Wilson's wife is in this movie. Okay. Dagmara, Dama, whatever oh, her last he's name is. To her? Apparently.
1: Wow. And
0: that's her speaking. She's just like an off-screen thing, basically.
1: Maybe she was like, I can get you high enough for I, and this I movie.
0: Think, I, think I could <laughs> hear like, like I recognized her voice because, well, one, she just has a wonderful, I, I love yeah. the sound of her voice. Um,
1: Man, they would make some insane kids, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: um, and, and yeah, she just has such a calming voice. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why she was casted so well in Succession. Yeah. Because she just had to always, like, dance around everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Wow, that's cool. That is cool. That's crazy that you picked up on that. I'm impressed.
0: And um, I'm not lying.
1: I know. You don't <laughs> lie. Um anyway, you're like George Washington, you can't tell him.
0: I can't. I ch- chopped down that cherry tree just what? like he did and I had to tell someone about it. What? That's what he did, right?
1: I don't know the story, and I don't want to know it.
0: I do also have wooden teeth.
1: I want to know the story if Steven Spielberg directs it. Otherwise, I don't care.
0: Is he supposed to be doing a George Washington?
1: No, but he did so great with Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I want to know. I
0: was about to say, he's got to do all our founding fathers.
1: (laughs) Uh, That would be amazing.
0: (laughs) Lincoln's not a founding
1: father. (laughs) Well, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um,
0: Anyway, so the funeral, at the end of the funeral, the family's (laughs) back at the car, and um, you get the sense very early on, well, I forget what is said exactly, but yeah. Josh and
1: Roseburn, Byrne, let's just call her Rose And
0: Renee are divorced.
1: And this, I was like, whoa. Interesting. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And all the kids are getting into her car. And, and I think it helped because I feel like
1: now, what, I wouldn't consider this movie a legacy sequel. I think it's too close to the originals, but I feel like post Force Awakens, uh, and there's probably even examples before that when all the actors come back for something, the characters that you knew and love are divorced. Mm-hmm. That's like a it's I think it's actually I would consider it a trope at this. point. Yeah, that's true. Um, And I off the top of my head, I can't think of another example, but I know that I've that. Well, you I've know, what's this.
0: like kind of a annoying about it. What is because, you know, that they'll probably end up together at the end. Yeah. For, for legacy, things like that, where it's like the whole movie is just going to be an uphill battle of them just figuring out that they loved each other the whole time.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think
0: – Actually, it just I don't know like, about that. I, but. It just sometimes feels like a easy way for them. And I know because I don't even – well, never mind. That's a dumb thing to say. But, like, I, I just feel like it's a – like, they couldn't think of anything else. Well, it's, it's a
1: good way to provide some tension. Yeah. You know, and, and surprise the audience. And I'm not criticizing The Force Awakens for doing it. I, I like what they did. Uh, Makes
0: sense for at least the yeah, yeah their, their son, yeah. you know,
1: all that stuff.
0: Well, also Han Solo is a character,
1: right? Um, but I feel like yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about Star Wars. But I felt like in this movie, it felt genuinely like, oh, I thought that they would work this well, out. Well, the thing
0: I thought was like, what possibly could have separated them?
1: And as the movie unfolds, I think they do a really good job of being like, I understand how a divorce would happen with Absolutely. this. And so I was like, this is probably my favorite example of doing this, where the characters have been divorced. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I uh, already, I think Jordan, or... Like, one of us had to go to the bathroom or check on the baby or something, and I think I said something to the effect of, like, uh-oh. I
0: don't think the movie was even paused. I, I think it was think transitioning I'm liking
1: this. to the next <laughs> scene,
0: and we were both like, okay. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you see that um, uh, 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 Dalton and Josh have a very fractured relationship, Yeah, and he's having a hard time, like, being a dad. Yeah. And so he's trying to text him and well, before say- that, Yeah.
0: He sees this man that he, this, this, we see Carl from the second movie. Yeah. Who is like running, not running, he is uh, briskly walking to his car because he doesn't want to be noticed by Josh. Yeah. Um, And Josh sees him, recognizes him, and is like, do I know you from somewhere? Yeah. Feels very foggy about it. And he's like, well, I knew your mom. That's kind of it. Right. And he says something about like grief brings memories back or something like that. Yeah. Um, then Josh gets into the car and he texts uh because Renee suggested it, texts his son saying asking him if he wants him to bring him to school. Yeah. Um and while that text conversation's happening, um, we in the very, very background, out of focus, there's a figure walking closer to his car. Yeah. I really liked this how it was done. Yeah. It was great. And, and they and actually never so fully
1: good. get, they never, which I like about the insidious movies in general. They will, they will usually do one or two of these in a movie where there's something in a background or something and the, and the camera and the music never actually cue it. So like if yeah. you were like on your phone, yeah. you would not know that that happened. Yep. Um, it's very obvious when you're watching the movie cause you're also looking for it too. Yeah. But, um, if, if you're not really paying attention, you will absolutely not know that that happened. Yeah. Because um, there's nothing else queuing you in, mm. so he's texting his son, and um, the son's like, "Yeah, sure, you can take me to college." Mm-hmm. So they drive to college. You can see that the relationship's fractured. The son is into art, um, and he's going to study with the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I, I like the dynamic too, where I think the dad asks him about like the professor, this crazy professor that he's going to be learning from.
1: Nutty, in fact.
0: <laughs> yeah um and dalton says something like yeah she's the best or something like that and patrick's response is well she better be with how much money we're paying her
1: yeah classic dad a, response yeah i'll be saying that in 10 20 years and 10 years <laughs> i mean our baby's smart <laughs>
0: yeah she's a genius she's baby genius
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so they get to this dorm and you said something and i was like you're right and another checkbox, it's just a detail, but it's an actual dorm room. Yeah. And it looks like a dorm room. Yeah. Much like 22 Jump Street.
0: Much uh, like 22, 22 Jump Street, very unlike Pitch Perfect.
1: Yes. <laughs> her, her, her great, like, home recording studio that's nicer than my studio that we have here. In the
0: house that you own.
1: In a house that I own, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's an actual dorm room, and then there's a mix-up with the housing and then chris who's a girl comes mm-hmm. in and they're like uh-oh what's going on
0: we're we're going to get into some zany hygiene yeah. and i it's animal house
1: th- this i would i don't think that the actress is doing a bad job i don't even think it's necessarily a bad part or anything it just feels a little like it feels a little studio noty this this whole okay. this friend where it's like well we need someone who's like comic relief
0: you know what? I had no issues with really? it. Really, that yeah. surprises me. I know. I was, and I think it's because she was so good.
1: She she was good, but there was just a lot but of. But I know,
0: I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying.
1: And and I do think it's a trope where there's like there's a character who comes in, and they always are like, I'm pretty in touch with my emotions, and I'm weird, and guess what? Sometimes I like to mess with people. Hmm. And it's a little like, okay, I've seen this a million times. Yeah. And you know, like that scene where she said, "I'm gonna put like his butt paste on the toilet or something mm-hmm. like that." I was just like, "No one would do that. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, like nice person would do that." And you're a nice per, like, you're not like that quirky where you're like doing aggressively mean things to sure,
0: people. Sure, sure. I,
1: I just think it's. Don't.
0: A, I don't disagree with you.
1: It's just like an unrealistic person. Mm-hmm. So, so therefore, I don't like mm-hmm. that. Sure. Aspect of it. Sure. Um. But there's there's aspects of their relationship that work. I think yeah. when they're trying to figure things out and they're in the further and stuff like that, I like that, and I like that it didn't become a romantic relationship yeah, me too. either. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it's just a little bit of a studio note, and that's yeah. a little.
0: I I get that for sure. Blase to me, but yeah. So that um, that whole mix-up happens, but then Josh and. Dalton get into a fight. Big fight. Big fight. Um, and you... It's very apparent that Josh grew up without a father. Yeah. And he has has carried that with him his whole life. And he keeps making comments of, like, well, I never had a dad, so at least I drove... At least your dad drove you to school. Yeah. And his... Dalton says something like, you're, like, you're not your dad... Like, you're not... Like, you're you. Like, sorry that, to inconvenience you that you would have driven me all the way to school. Mm-hmm. Just... Like a big blowout fight about that stuff that felt, I liked it. It felt real, you know, and, um, Josh, they, they leave unresolved. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And, And he's going to the car crying. And I, I did think how many, how many kids are dropped off and, and despite the circumstances, uh, are there fights with parents and, or crying because of sadness and everything that must be hard. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then you add on that like uh, a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. So um, he has a nightlight that he always puts on. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton. Dalton. And then the next day he goes to art class. Mm-hmm. And
0: so I think something that Dalton also mentioned to his dad was like, have you I, this is earlier, but asked if he had ever thought about getting help. Yeah, because his dad's kind of mentioned like being foggy, being yeah. out of it, out of touch, and all of this. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. The oh, hypnosis, like, honey, I messed love them up. it.
1: This is so wild. Yeah.
0: Um. So, the, the I I like the pacing of this this next act. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like they're both returning to their astral projection uh-huh, uh-huh. in different ways yeah and it's being shown at the same time so for dalton he is at that art class um i i like i think they did it well because it's all, stuff is always hard with yeah. like a preeminent like or, or, or an eminent professor or something that's like rip up the painting yeah, the artwork and the kid won't do it. It's like you will never be an artist. Your art bad, and then the kid runs out crying, and the person's like, oh, "But oh, but I'm so great. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that she did well.
1: I I it was could like, have
0: gone sour so. Fast. I know.
1: I was bracing
0: myself, and I I felt like all the art stuff was good. Dare I say? I was into it, and I think a big part of it is because it really tied into the story. It wasn't just like randomly like. Oh yeah she's just a really good professor and he's learning art. And while he's trying to navigate school life, th- th- this whole like horror yeah. thing's happening. It's like, no, that is related. The art stuff's like related to his, but what's he, what he's experiencing.
1: Well, and, and I do think it, it, it works because like, so she singles out this person and says, you know, your art is like derivative basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's nice, but, but thinking back on it, it's like, yeah, I guess I've seen that. It's like, I've seen that type of art before, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, I'm not an art critic, but. um, And so you're setting it up for she's like, you have to get in touch with yourself and your emotions.
0: You have to get in touch with your subconscious or unconscious. So she's too. in
1: a way his therapist that will will like get him to astral project again.
0: To unlock and open the door.
1: Yeah. And so then it's like his emotions are being poured into his artwork and mm-hmm. stuff. So it all like thematically works and it all like drives that point home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that all worked for me too. Yeah. Um Yeah, so then I wrote attacked at dorm. So uh, what? uh attacked at dorm. Well, he
0: in that class, yeah. they they you know, gets them to like relax and count down from 10.
1: Yeah, and, access and as their that inner was happening, person. I was like, "Okay, let's go, let's go, let's yeah, go." Yeah, and
0: he draws a door. Yeah, and it's just this thing that just floods out of him. It's just a yeah. stream of consciousness, no plans. And he draws the door that he'll cont- he'll be working on through the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, and he doesn't know why he drew it. And while he's doing it too, while he's, uh, yeah, while he's working on it, this hand reaches out this like demonic looking hand Oh, right! reaches yeah. out and cuts him i guess yeah and he like there's blood on the door yeah and this was a little cheesy but you know the the professor gives him a band-aid and is like what are you gonna do about it yeah but anyway um
1: so I, that yeah that i was still there i was ready to yeah. go yeah so that's
0: happening well while that's happening um Josh is going is getting an MRI. Yes, yes. Um to see if there's anything physically wrong with his brain, I guess. So, I think
1: this was the scariest scene of the movie. It was really yeah, cool, this was a, really effective and good.
0: A lot. I okay, saw this yeah. a lot in the the ads that I got. Okay. Um but yeah, I think it's so good. Already you're in a claustrophobic tube.
1: Well, and it I I feel like in a good scary movie that, that is scary. Like, usually, there's a sequence where you're like, how come no one's done that already? Yeah. Because that's such a, like, slam dunk. And that this felt like that, where it yeah. was like, oh, come on.
0: Yeah. So while he's in the MRI, the power goes out. Yeah. And he's trying to get help, get him to get him out of there, but no one's answering him. And you see, like, hands above him and by his head, and then he looks back and sees nothing. And then uh-huh. he looks forward, and there's some kind of, like, Person in a hospital gown that's dead, scrambling towards him through in the tube.
1: Ugh, yeah. Oh,
0: I hate it because I'm already claustrophobic. So then yeah. that's happening, and it's so freaky. But he had fallen asleep.
1: Yeah. So the doctor's like, "Why are you freaking out? What's? Yeah. You were asleep for 15 minutes. The MRI went great.
0: Yeah. So you can see he's already because he's even considering that maybe something's wrong with him. Yeah. The the door is cracked open for yeah. him. And he learns that he has nothing physically wrong with his brain. So the doctor starts asking him mental health, wise, right? A, a, is a, does he have a history of mental health problems, including his family history? Yeah, you should look love, into that. Yeah, is what love he's that. saying.
1: Uh, did you catch what I just said through the on?
0: Um, he should check into that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, good. Um, and so then, uh, Chris and Dalton. Dalton. Is it is is it is it before this when he first astro projects and goes into Chris's room?
0: That's after I think.
1: No, it is after because they're yeah they're still like rooming together. Yeah, so they go to this frat party that the dad had suggested, and they're just gonna make fun of it. You know,
0: they're going ironically.
1: Yeah, they go, and this is when we meet the gamer, um, PPD. The PPD.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See Wikipedia for reference.
1: And um. You know, it's an annoying frat party.
0: I I think that they I thought it was funny. Yeah,
1: I yeah, thought yeah. they
0: did it well. Uh, I I don't. It, yeah, the, the the kid was funny that they cast. I thought him. he was really. He good. He was great. He was really good. It's just hard to get it right.
1: It is really hard to get it right.
0: Um, I think it. Helps and I think well, I think the it, the fun layer of it was that the, it was like baby themed. Yeah, which I think part of it was it was definitely a hazing thing. But even the people who were in the frat. We're dressed as babies. Yeah, I know. So it was very confusing and made no sense, but it's a frat party, so like whatever.
1: Yeah. And so they're like just snooping around and uh and Dalton's like, This is not good. I want to get out of here. And while he's there, he has a vision of this kid who's puking a lot. And he Is he
0: having the vision? He just thinks someone is.
1: Yeah. Because well, prior yeah. prior to I'm that. Just, telling them the spoiler. Yeah,
0: I know. Uh, but prior <laughs> to that, to give them the they twist. learned that that's like, you know, maybe a year or two ago, a kid died from alcohol poisoning. Yeah. At, at this party.
1: And looking back, that's a little clunky, but it's fine.
0: Sure. Whatever.
1: Cause it's like the scene before he, he's like, he's like, uh, uh, you know, let's drink like crazy, but remember what happened last year. Now let that happen again.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I should have clocked that, but I think I was into the movie enough that I wasn't like paying yeah. attention. Um, But then this, this thing like attacks him at one point and it tells him you need to close the door. And he thought it was talking about the bathroom, the bathroom door. We'll find out later. It's the red door. Uh, and then they get out of there, right? Yeah. Anything else on the frat house? No. Okay. Mike Wazowski was not there. No. I did see a Mike Wazowski pumpkin on my bike ride today. Cool. And like they did it. It was good it was well, really good
0: how good does it need to be well they
1: got a like a big smile
0: okay and they, oh you they, got they the carved eye. it yeah oh okay they,
1: they carved it but but it wasn't just like you know and like it it looked like oh that there's an artist that lives at that house okay. that was able to do okay. that because i'm just
0: saying he's already shaped like a pumpkin and you just paint an eye on him no, no no, no they carved good? this no okay
1: no. it was cool um Nick also drinks Listerine, which was funny. He's trying to freshen up because he's <laughs> about to get down with somebody and he's trying to just gargle it and he winds up swallowing it on accident. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Yeah, so then um, I think it's the further, the first time where I think Dalton goes into her room. Yeah. And plays her, um, oh, what's that called again? I don't know what that Mellow, means- no, um
0: a keyboard with a thing attached to it that you blow into.
1: I should know because there was a period when I first joined Seons where Bryce Miller had that thing and would play it all the time. it as annoying as it seems. And it's the most annoying instrument in the world. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to Bryce Miller because he's kind of a genius. And, uh, but it was I just like, can't
0: imagine even being Bryce in the Miller same room. I was like you got to stop playing <laughs> yeah. that thing. It's like Melotron. No, not
1: Melotron, that's not what it, it
0: like is. It's like in the office learning how to play the the sitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying.
1: Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough in- instrument and I feel like only Weird Al should play it. And then it's fine. Yeah. Uh so uh he he yeah, he like re- like goes into the further and he walks up to her room and he tries out the the instrument and he sees it wakes her up and then he runs downstairs and then she's like what just happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's saying there's something weird going on I don't know what it is so so like a pause here and and thinking about the movie I am so hooked into this premise mm-hmm. so like they're both hypnotized but they're starting like it's it's coming back because when, when I when I saw the trailer I thought this could be a little sweaty like getting to where you know this thing that was f- complete they they were able to end this thing came back, but I just feel like the movie really lays it out really well, where it's like the further's like kind of leaking into their lives, and it's it's the the trauma that they never faced that is the reason that it's happening again. So it's like a movie about trauma.
0: I like the idea too that in the first movie, when he was a kid, he could astral project, but didn't know it. Yeah. And basically probably thought he was dreaming these things and then he gets stuck. Yeah. Um, but at this he's rediscovering it and is w- more cognizant of like, no, something is happening Uh huh. and he's, he, it's, it's a fun game to him. Yeah. Potentially. I yeah. like that.
1: It's just, I just thought it was so clever. Mm-hmm. Like that alone. I, like by this point, I'm like, even if they with it, I think there's enough interesting things in this movie that I'm like, that was a cool movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so then, um, our our Mister Josh, he's trying to do memory games.
0: Yeah, it was suggested that he do memory games to help improve his memory.
1: Yeah, obviously, and he's he's doing them on a window, and and you know, then all of a sudden, this thing we keep seeing it getting closer that mm-hmm. he's not noticing, and I mean. It kind of goes without saying, because I haven't seen this guy do a bad performance, but Patrick is killing it Mm -hmm. in this movie. He is is really doing a great job, Mm -hmm. and he is just so... He's good at acting frustrated. So frustrated and so confused.
0: He's great. He's just
1: a treasure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're welcome on the pod anytime. Um, Come by for our Aquaman 2 episode. Uh, Yeah, so then he's attacked by this random thing.
0: That bursts through the window, chases yeah. him through the house, just like some guy that has some, like, disfigurement on his head. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is a dead person. Right. Um, And he runs into his mom's room, and the thing is in the room with him, bumps him against the wall, kind of loses consciousness.
1: But then he's able to, like, find this thing that he hasn't found. Yeah. That has pictures of his dad.
0: That he doesn't, well, he doesn't know that yet. But yeah. yeah.
1: And it's funny because when this happened, I was like, man, I wish that this guy that was attacking him looked like worse. Like he doesn't look that bad. Yeah. And then you find out that it's his dad and he's trying to like help. It's interesting,
0: too, that he's very like uh, warm dressed and looking when Uh most of the um, spirits and dead people. Can you stop doing that?
1: I'm just... You're get, driving me crazy. I'm getting hot. I gotta turn these into shorts. <laughs> Don't I look
0: at le- it. I
1: gotta let my yams out.
0: <laughs> but most of the... All right, the... I'll, I'll
1: put my pants back down. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. I, the... I rolled up my Shut pajamas. It. Most like of the shorts. dead people and spirits are, like, gray and washed out. Yeah. So it's like, this is a good spirit. Yeah. That's helping him.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, we, we do find out it's his dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's like oh that's cool like
0: so he he's in this box there's pictures yeah there i think is uh there there's a little note that we get to later and there, i think there's even some documentation of like a psychiatric ward or something yeah so he was looking through um archives of his dad finds out that it is his dad he was committed for what he was pers- or, uh, diagnosed with like schizophrenia yeah, claimed astral projection stuff, so yeah. on and so forth. So he finds out, and then his dad jumped off a building and right. killed himself. Yeah. So finds out that,
1: and that's probably when I should have figured out that it, it was his dad chasing him. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't.
0: <laughs> um, but he sounds like he never really knew anything about his dad ever. Yeah. So he just mom never told him anything. A lot. Yeah. And I mom didn't tell him to protect him. Of yeah. course.
1: But it's also yeah, I mean it's that tough thing where where maybe she should have, you know. Yeah. Um, she definitely should have. But yeah. anyway. Uh then- So
0: this is kind of where I think the movie should have added a lot more story to it.
1: Yeah, so go ahead.
0: Um Well I, I do understand that well what what does happen after that?
1: Well, okay, so um with Dalton they find out what astral projecting is and realize he's doing it.
0: Yeah. They do the YouTube rabbit hole.
1: Yeah. Which, wh- what did you think about that?
0: I thought it was fun. I don't really mind. Fun yeah. ways to do cameos because we get Lee Winnell and Angus something. Um, and then Lynn Shay. Um, I It's funny that their their video was very like funny YouTube reference. Yeah. And then hers was just well shot. Right.
1: It was like you gotta love clearly stuff, not a, those stupid yeah.
0: things in movies. But um I was fine with it.
1: Yeah. I, I felt I kind of had felt to learn like,
0: about it somehow.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of felt like you either don't do it and just figure out another way to do it, or maybe you leave out the Lyn Shea one. Because the Lynchay yeah, one was I, just I
0: would leave out that one. A little like I don't think they needed it too because of the end of the movie. Yeah. But that almost felt like it may be a studio note where it's like we need like another Yeah. Like explanation,
1: yeah, um, but, uh, but it also like it didn't hurt the movie that much, no, like it was fine, no. um, but yeah, so they find out what it is, and then they astral project at the frat, he does, okay, and that's when things kind of go awry, okay. right, when he's at the frat,
0: and why is he doing it there? Is he trying to find that guy again?
1: He's trying to find the 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 guy and find out you know what he meant by closing the door,
0: yeah, okay.
1: Um, and he's also continuing to con- work on his art, and there's like a face that's forming.
0: Yeah, but he can't figure out who it is yet. With yeah. a hammer, which um, that
1: all I was like, dang, this is so yeah. Cool. With
0: him astral projecting in this in the frat house is like him opening the door further, <laughs> further. Yeah, um, and therefore like letting things in. Yeah, and that's why Chris was able to be affected and uh, assaulted by the lipstick. Demon. Okay, so
1: this is when she's attacked. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. And then they they do get out and get back into the regular world.
0: Yeah. So this is when Josh goes to Renee, and all this stuff gets started.
1: Yeah, yeah. Final act, crazy. So this
0: would be is how long? Like an hour forty something?
1: I think forty seven.
0: I think they could have gotten another forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Yeah, because I really like the where this how the story has been going, and I like that they've really like taken their time to. Uh-huh to really get back into the family and what's going on with them. <laughs> I'm and so them. sorry.
1: I am just thinking of, yeah, keep going. What? Uh, just 45 minutes is a whole lot more time. Well,
0: that's just, I threw out a number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be 45 minutes. Um, but I, I like that they've taken their time. Uh-huh. Well, I think if the movie was longer, this would have felt like they were taking their time. Yeah. To get back into the characters, into the family, learning their new struggles and conflicts. And then we have... I, I just feel like this last part is very rushed. Yeah. When I do agree that most people are going to be going into this movie wanting the further. Yeah. And it feels like we get 10 minutes of it. Yeah. Um,
1: this movie wraps up And it's just, you know quick. that
0: the budget's bigger. Yeah. So, um... I, I think, like, after Josh finds his stuff out about his dad, and he goes to Renee, keep all yeah. that stuff. Um. He's confronting her about, um, what he's learned and it just, he, you know, he's, he's expressing like, he just feels like he's so disoriented and foggy all the time. And he knows that a lot of that has affected their marriage and that's why he pulled away. Right. And then she confesses everything that we already know. Yeah. And then she's admitted, she admitted that she also pulled away because she didn't know what else to do. Yeah. With keeping this a secret, you, know, from you him. attacked
1: the kids, even though I knew, yeah. it wasn't and, and th- you. But
0: they saw that their dad did it, no matter who it really was inside you.
1: They had like reoccurring dreams and stuff, and I'd have to tell them, no, 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 that's all fantasy. That's you know, yeah, whatever.
0: Love, I love this scene. Yeah, it's so good. It's great. Um, and then Rose
1: Byrne just hitting it out of the park again.
0: Yeah, as usual. Um, but she, yeah, yeah. So he like learns everything. Learns about astral projection again, fully, um, and keep the whole like, and then he does astral project, yeah, to go find Dalton. Yeah, I think that it, it's interesting that they introduce his like dad of it all, right. who his dad was, and everything. And I don't really know why he needed we needed his dad. Other than like, yeah, he's a dad and he's trying to learn to be a good dad. Yeah. But I think if you kind of take the dad character out of it, nothing would change. In a way. Yeah, no. So I think yeah, that's if you true. felt like you needed to keep that character, he goes to the astral projection and then he meets the, the, his dad and he guides him.
1: Yeah. Through... Yeah.
0: The further to find Dalton, therefore we spend more time in the further. Just wonderful opportunities for more creepy, scary stuff. Yeah, and then we get to the lipstick demon area, which is always so creepy and and scary. Uh-huh. Um, so I I just think they could have marinated in it.
1: I no, I, I absolutely agree. That's that would be my biggest note. Um, so Dalton, I, oh. I I would say like all of the action at the end of the movie was actually happening so quick. It was confusing. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like poorly shot or anything like that, but, but it was just like, we got to close this red door, you know, and all this stuff. And it was like, well, okay, I know you have been establishing like they need to close the red door, but I felt like they didn't establish it enough to justify no. just, like, throwing them at the red door and they're closing it. No,
0: nope. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I didn't really get... I, I don't know if I would agree character-wise with um Josh is holding the door yeah. close And he's like, Dalton, you have to help me. You have to help me. We have to keep the door closed. And Dalton's like, we can't, Dad. It, it just feels like Dalton just gives up. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's too powerful. I can't do it. And then Josh is like... Okay, fine, you get out of here, you save yourself, I'll make sure it doesn't get out. Right. And it's like, okay, dad, bye. That's how it felt.
1: like, I know what they were, they were trying to convey, like, he's stepping up and being a father. Yeah. You know, and he's making up for this.
0: So I guess the easy, simple, immediate solution is he doesn't tell Dalton, stay here and help me. Yeah. He just says, go, quick, leave.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, it was all it was all just very, very fast and, and yeah. a little unsatisfying. Yeah. And it was funny because I was I was looking up the hammer scene today from the first movie. And and I will say Second movie. Uh second movie, I'm sorry. Uh that I think Patrick Wilson did a good job on this movie, but but there was a pretty drastic just the way the, the movie was shot with the tension. It's like, oh yeah, James Wan is good at this and and Patrick Wilson is learning mm-hmm. <laughs> even though he's been in front of the camera he hasn't been behind the camera so there's just something almost intangible that's like oh there mm-hmm. wasn't a whole lot of tension in this last act mm-hmm. for me yeah um, and I think for a lot of people
0: yeah totally but
1: I think emotionally it works
0: yeah I, I think because from my memory of the first movie we get to the red stick red lipstick demon's lair Uh-huh. and it felt very I, what I think is so well done in the first movie is we still barely understand what's going on there. Yeah. Um, and and so, but now now that we are in the fifth movie and we're back there, show me the layout. Like, yeah. like I want to like have it be important for us to know like what is what, what and what? like where it's yeah. there, why it's there. I, I didn't really understand what the demon was doing other than eating itself. And I don't. Yeah. I, I like. I Sure, that's creepy imagery, but I just didn't gross, understand yeah. what it was doing. And I just feel like this is the kind of movie where it's important to know. Right. Or it just would behoove us to know why.
1: Yeah. Well, and and there was like, you know, it, it, there was like a ladder that referenced the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, why is there? A, like, I, I just didn't. Well, it's
0: showing him. The the demon's like telling Dalton what happened when he was a kid. It's, it's like bringing. I don't know why the demon has to do it. Uh-huh. But that's what it's doing is it's like this is the ladder. That's when you were a kid, you were up on the ladder, and then you fell, and then you went into this coma. Because then it showed him with the p- and his parents in bed, and it showed that he was in a coma. Uh-huh. So it's like telling him what happened because he forgot. Okay. About all of that stuff from his from being ten. Okay. Um, I don't know why it needed him to know that, other than maybe like he to get to that place of despair that he reached.
1: Yeah. I mean I'll take it I'll take that yeah I, I was just a little like again it felt like we weren't like simmering it in it long enough for no. me to understand the spices of the dish so
0: while that's happening um Chris is trying to help Dalton but she sees that Dalton is like becoming possessed yeah um and basically kind of becoming in the same way his dad did in the second movie yeah um and very, then- very
1: shining esque this movie like these movies that the, just kind of the, the uh, shining and doctor sleep, like the father, the sins of the father and the son and like attacking the family
0: oh, and yeah, what's know, driving you to that. do that. Yeah.
1: You know, sure. um, but sorry, go ahead.
0: So she's trying to help Dalton save Dalton. And then all these other spirits are coming out because they're attracted to him.
1: Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to rewind cause we were just talking about all of that cool stuff. Um, But Dalton finishes his painting and he sees this person holding a hammer and it kind of sort of looks like the dad. It's his dad. No, no, I know. Um, And he takes a picture and he talks to his brother and they both kind of freak out and they're like, oh my gosh, what the heck? That's dad. And then um, he's looking at the painting. He does the countdown and this is the coolest shot of the movie the camera pans in such a way that the hammer is, like, outside of the painting. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think it was trick photography. I don't think it was a CG effect. Mm-hmm. Could have been, uh, it but it so was cool. crazy. And then he grabs the hammer, and he's in the further. Mm-hmm. And then the that the, that whole sequence, it's like during the second movie, you know, that's mm-hmm. when his dad was mm-hmm. attacking them, and he grabs a hammer, and he's about to kill Dalton. And then... I think his mom stops him.
0: Originally, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now this, I had um, a note and a little issue. Uh, So in Insidious 2, mom stops him from the hammer. In this movie, Dalton stops him with the hammer. Uh, Like, adult Dalton stops him. And the only reason I'm pointing this out is... (laughs) It's so hard to explain this, but in Insidious 2, they show... Patrick Wilson banging on the doors and causing the stuff that was happening in insidious one. So it's like the time had accounted for stuff. And so in this movie, I think it is weird that we know that the mother is who knocked him over. And yet in this version of it, like it, it doesn't account for that. Does that make any sense? What I'm saying?
0: Um, I hope it does. We already talked about it. So I know what you're getting at. Yeah.
1: It just, it just is like, you know, like in time travel, there's like the theory of everything that's happened has already happened. And that's, that's what Insidious does, even though it's not like technically time travel. So it's like in Insidious 2, he should have been knocked over by an invisible force if this happened. Um, I know that they didn't write this movie, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I I feel like they maybe should have done something else. Like maybe Mm -hmm. the mother comes in and he... Pushes the mother to mm-hmm. push into him because mm-hmm. that then you'd be like, Whoa, that's crazy. That's what happened, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's like a tiny note because they kind of broke their own rule, yeah. Um,
0: I would agree with that.
1: Doesn't ruin the movie for me, yeah. Um, and maybe it's just his memory playing, but they
0: already established it. But I not, think that's a little so... too messy for them to like leave those waters murky,
1: yeah. And, and I think that's part of maybe rushing it a little mm-hmm. bit, this whole ending sequence, mm-hmm. um you know, you do get some fun stuff. You get, like, contortionists that are attacking him, which was fun because I was just thinking that if it was a different movie, they probably would have just CGI'd people instead of using contortionists. So that was cool. But I
0: think contortionists are using a lot of horror movies.
1: I'm, I'm sure CGI they are, not. but, um, you know, I think the temptation is always to do CGI these yeah. days. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think we're caught up to wherever we were at before I rewound us.
0: But yeah, I, Josh goes into the further and finds Dalton and saves him just like he did when he was a kid. Yep. Um, and they barely make it out before this lipstick demon gets them. He looked cool as usual. Oh yeah. Um, closes the door. um, does the whole thing that we talked about where Dalton leaves. He stays. Yep. Dalton gets back to real, not reality waking state and he paints over the door.
1: This I think was awesome. Yeah. I love it. So this.
0: Josh is like consigned himself to like, okay, I'm here. My yeah. I'm stuck here now. I just have to keep this door closed. Yeah. Um, there's nothing you can do else. He can do about it. Slash. He'll never, he's not going to be able to really do it. Yeah. Then he, like, the, the paint is in real time is sealing the door. I think in that's the further. so
1: freaking cool. Yeah, I, I really, really like that. Yeah, and, and then, um, this also makes like, like earlier in the movie, he puts up his paintings in the dorm, mm-hmm. and the dad's like, you know, didn't make the wall. And then after this whole event, and they've reconciled. He he goes to his dorm, and now that painting painted over that is his dad getting him mm-hmm. with the lantern. It's Before like, that,
0: though, we think that Josh is yeah. going to be stuck in the further. Oh, sorry, <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um. But he is. He he meets his dad, who mm-hmm. leaves him a lantern, or or he he leaves the box of the pictures and stuff. Um. And he's gonna like let go. Yeah of of all of the stuff he held on to with have not having a father and that's when his father's spirit arrives, picks up yeah. the box and it's like he is now able to move on his dad um i like all well, of that
1: oh no 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 so now i'm connecting it this whole time the because he goes into the lantern yeah at the end so he I, does i yeah. thought
0: it just was the thing that was left behind
1: no no he he like goes into it okay um or at least that's how I took it. So okay. I think the idea is through all of these movies, his dad has been the one trying to light the way and guide him in the further. Hmm. So now I think the dad stuff's cool and necessary. Because hmm. he's he's the
0: lantern. Okay. The dad is. Sure, I also like to think that he's just been able. He he can now move on. Yeah, out of there to whatever is the afterlife beyond the further. Um, and again think that there needs, his needs to be more like his dad needs to do more.
1: But I think if, if you read that he's the lantern, then No, he's... I still need
0: him to do more, even if he's the lantern okay. personally, that works for me. Cause I, cause, yeah, I, I, I just think you're just, you're, you're, you got some great stuff hanging there story wise uh-huh. that you just didn't seize the opportunity. And all I can see is the potential. Yeah. So, but, but his dad, so yeah, the lantern's left and he's able to find his way back to his, his body. Yeah. And he doesn't get stuck in the further.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And then he's now up on the wall in the dorm because of the painting. Um, and it looks like maybe the family will get back together.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That was just, I just like that little felt real where he, Renee's like, maybe you'll come a little earlier next time and we'll have dinner with us. And then he's, yeah. you know, feeling good, walks back to his car, and this voice says, Is this your house? And he says, I hope so. That's a weird answer. I just like I just like the way yeah. he did it. It was it felt very real.
1: Yeah. And I, I like they didn't just be like, You should stay the night or something. Like, like it was just like, just show up earlier next time. Let's yeah. have a little family time. It, yeah. it was it was very like, okay, we're gonna build on this. Yeah. Um
0: and then it was lin Shea, it's yeah. her her spirit basically like stay stay the course. Yeah. Now that now that you're back and now that you know don't get off course. Yeah. And uh and then it ends. And you wondered if because of the way they shot that scene if lin Shea booked it off <laughs> yeah, yeah. off-screen or if they CGI'd her out. <laughs> yeah. And I like to think lin shea has got a little bit more pep in her step. She's sprier. Yeah, than most. Yeah,
1: yeah, she could, but it was sort of quick, <laughs> and so I was kind of like, "Man, that's that's maybe a young man's game to to dive no, off." not for off. her. Um, this is only like a second. It or two. It is a
0: spirit, right, Lynche? Yeah. So oh. she's fine. No, <laughs> like her. It's just her spirit that they got. Oh, you're making so. <laughs> a joke. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, I'm confused. Um, well, now I'm not.
0: Uh, we yeah. gotta go because this baby's waking up.
1: She's waking up. Yeah. Okay. Well, the movie is cool. Yeah. And next week we're going to cover The Flash, a movie that's not cool, but very fun to talk about and very fun to watch. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, listen to our episode on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance on Patreon. Uh, we'll see you next time.
0: Don't get lost in that further.
1: No.